Dear Cosmo Babies, on this week's episode, we are answering some frequently asked questions that we get all about scissors, shears, and razors. I'm your host, Annie MacArthur, and I have my wonderful co-host with me today, Russell Mays, and let's just jump right on into it. <laughs> Woohoo! Well, so everybody knows Annie just got back from vacation. She (laughs) went up to Alaska and she looks all refreshed and calm and relaxed and glowing. (laughs) Yay! Happy birthday to me. Yes, (laughs) And to Erin. Oh, that's right. She had a birthday too. Yeah. 21 again. 21 again. (laughs) All right. So... We actually have quite a few questions that we have about scissors and razors and things like that. So we're just kind of like going to go through them because they all kind of tie into one another. So the first one that is always one of my favorite ones, because I was so clueless when I was in school about this is, do I use my shears on doll heads and clients? Well, you know, when you when you first start, they give you a kit and they give you the most of the time. There are a couple of schools that will give you something nice, but most of the time they're going to give you plastic handled like sewing scissors that the sewing uh, seamstress would be offended by. <laughs> so they're like terrible. So use those on your doll head. Use the cheapest ones you got on the doll head. If you were lucky enough that that one of your parents were to say buy you a nice scissor, you know, a couple hundred bucks, three hundred bucks, whatever, and not anything. You don't need anything super expensive. But in the beginning, if you get a nice pair of scissors, I would probably reserve that for clientele and your friends and people that you know and, and human uh-huh. hair you're cutting on. And uh-huh. the only reason for that is. A lot of the doll heads that you can get now are human hair, but it's been processed so much and it tends to be a, a coarser type of hair that after the processing just makes it very kind of dulling for your scissors. So you uh-huh. can use your good scissors on it and it will cut amazing, but it's going to dull it faster. So I would tend to use a cheaper scissor on it, but there's going to become a point where you know you need to get used to the new scissor. And you're going to get used to it and not want to use the cheap ones anymore. So uh-huh. at a certain point, it's not necessarily wrong either way, unless you're cutting like some doll heads are like yak hair. Yeah. And, and that stuff is like, you know, Brillo pad wire. I would not use it yes, on that. Exactly. Um, but just make sure that you keep them sharpened, keep them clean, keep them lubricated and not let anybody else. Uh, that's one thing I, I definitely want to talk about is. You don't let anybody else use your scissors. Your scissors are yours and yours alone, and they will become accustomed to the way your hand motion works. Mm -hmm. And that's the way they'll wear. If other people use them, they'll wear out in different ways, and they'll dull faster, and it will be harder to keep them in tune from a skilled scissor sharpener. So only you use them. Use them on real humans, and uh, try to keep it off the doll head if you can what did you get in school, Russell? Did you get multiple pairs of shears or did you just get one pair up front? I, I think that I got two pairs of scissors. I got a thinning scissor that was next to useless, you know, and I got a, a okay pair of cutting scissors. You know, it was mm-hmm. metal handled and, and they were okay. You know, coming from a hairdresser barber background, I had access to other tools. 
So when it came time to, for me to get on the floor and actually start cutting, I would I got a decent pair. It was an older pair, but it was a decent pair. I was always worried about scandalous thieves taking your stuff. And <laughs> beauty school can be a little little dog eat dog, so you don't leave your stuff hanging out. So I didn't take my any of my dad's or parents' good stuff. I only took like the stuff that they wouldn't miss. And so, uh, but I got two pair of scissors, but basically only one because the thinning scissor was useless. Yeah. And, and yeah. And that's, that's the thing is a good thinning scissor is cheaper than a, a good haircutting scissor, mm-hmm. but people just, they don't know how to use them. And it just ends up becoming something that sits in the, the, the bag or the tool case or, and doesn't get used. And if it does get used, it folds the hair and, and, you know, you get, you got to invest in your tools eventually. Yeah, absolutely. there's certain tools for certain things and you actually have to invest in it. Just like any mechanic would always invest in his tools. Chef is going to invest in his knives. Hairstylist is going to invest in his or her scissors. Mm-hmm. Uh, barber is going to invest in their clippers. So there's certain things you got to invest in. And of course, you can't go right to the top of the line and get the Cadillac, but you start out <laughs> with the Chevy and that works just as good. Yeah. yeah. I was lucky enough in school that I was given the Cadillac right up front and I didn't even, I didn't even realize it because Mm -hmm. you don't know. Yeah. You don't know. You know, so I got, Oh my gosh. I remember opening up that box of shears. I got three pairs of shears. What? Yes. Talk about spoiled rotten, right? Like you want to talk about Mm -hmm. a great cosmetology school experience, like (laughs) opening up that kit and just being like, Oh my God, like the best of the best. We got widest part combs and clips. We got Mizutani shears. We got a pair of cutting shears and a pair of thinning shears. I didn't even know the caliber of what was handed to me at the time. And then they also gave us a pair of doll head shears, which I was very lucky. Yeah. That's very smart. Very smart. Mm -hmm. Very smart. I got wet set rollers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I got magnetic rollers and, and scissors that wouldn't cut dog hair. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm being facetious. I'm exaggerating. R.I.P. Roy's a Louisville. I'll miss you. <laughs> yeah, they, they got bought by another school. And, you know, there were two competing schools in Louisville. There was a Roy's of Louisville. Then there was School of Hair Design. So we always called uh, Roy's was now frying. And the school of hair disaster is what we call the other one. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, but you went to three schools, right? So what uh, was yeah, the I other did. school? <laughs> uh, well, I went to one in New Albany, which was New Albany Beauty College, which they kicked me out of. And they said, Mr. Russell, this school is just not right for you. You're not allowed to come here anymore. <laughs> like, what? What? You're kicking me out of beauty school? Who kicks, kicked out of beauty school? Well, evidently you, Mr. Russell, you're out. So exit stage left. And then the other one was, see, what was it? It was Louisville College of Cosmetology, which was the ethnic school I went to. And uh, that was that was fun. I didn't learn anything and I didn't get any hours, but it was at least fun to go hang out. You know, <laughs> there was a Taco Bell two doors down. Oh, no. But we'd sneak out the back and go to Taco Bell. Oh, gosh. Oh, it was glorious. <laughs> glorious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to scissors. Back to okay, scissors. back to I scissors. Guess. We're getting off track here. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so definitely, like, yes, use your use your cheaper scissors on your doll heads. Yeah. Use the nicer scissors on your on your client. And it's it's only because it's going to dull them really really quickly. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Which I you know 
opening up a pair of Mizutani's and just being mm-hmm. like, oh my God, what was just handed to me? This like mm-hmm. beautiful pair of shears. Mm-hmm. Of course I wanted to use those on everything because I wanted to get my hand used to yeah. the way that mm-hmm. they felt. Mm-hmm. Um, about six months into cosmetology school, we had to figure out how to get them sharpened and where to mm-hmm. spend mm-hmm. Yeah. Because <laughs> they yeah. just, they got so dull yeah. because we were just cutting so much dull mm-hmm. head hair. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. hundred percent. An easy way to see how quickly something will dull is just try a razor, take a razor and cut a dull head with a razor. You won't make it through the whole haircut before that razor blade is so dull. It can hardly even cut uh-huh. and you're basically shredding the hair. So sometimes it'll take you two or three blades to get through a dull head because the hair is so coarse and it dulls quickly. So yeah. If it's going to dull a razor, it'll dull your scissors the same way. Definitely. That actually brings us into another question that we've gotten is with thinning shears specifically. The question is, do I need to have a pair of thinning shears or can I use my razor? So the question is yes and yes and no. So yes, you need a pair of thinning scissors. One pair of thinning scissors does not rule them all. It's not Lord of the Rings, okay? Uh So you'll need probably at least two thinning scissors. You need one that's going to be very, very fine and seamless that you're going to use to blend with. So if you're doing scissor over comb, you're doing any kind of short hair, you have finer hair where you need to soften your line, you need seamless thinning scissors. And you're going to find those by when you look at the cutting blade, well, the the tooth blade, it's going to be at an angle. It's not going to be cut blunt across like the, the regular cutting blade. It's mm-hmm. going to be at an angle. And also, the more teeth that it has, the softer and the less hair that it's going to take. It's almost mm-hmm. counterintuitive because you think, oh, the, the, the more teeth, the more hair it's going to take out. But it's not. It's, it's actually going to take less hair, especially if it has an angled tip on the, the cutting comb part of it. Mm-hmm. So you need something that's going to be seamless, and then you're going to need something that can remove probably, I say seamless is going to be 15 to 20%, and then um, you need something that's going to remove more hair when you're trying to really remove hair so you don't have to work yourself to death. And I'd take something that would probably remove 30 to 40%. Anything more than that is just going to be on a case-by-case basis. So sometimes you need something that's, removing a lot of hair. Sometimes you need something that removes extremely little from uh, and has a lot of gaps in the teeth, but those are more specialized types of tools that you won't use all the time. Uh But at least two pair of thinning scissors, and then I would have a razor because the thinning scissor, while can provide you with a razor-like effect on the tips, it can't provide you with the razor type of separation internally that you can only get from a razor. And... um, I prefer the feather razor. It's the industry standard. The feather styling razor is a good one to get started with Uh because you won't cut yourself. It's got a guard when you're ready to step it up. They have the next blade, which is the type R blade that has fewer guards on the blade. So you'll actually expose more blade and it's more of like taking training wheels off and and providing you with a lot more control and skill. And then you can move yep. up to the the plie, which is the, the no guard razor, which is the professional's professional's choice of razor cutting. And so mm-hmm. I would definitely have at least one of those razors. I probably wouldn't start with a guard less. I would start with a guarded razor until you feel confident enough with the motion and cutting that you don't have to focus on the razor action to move into a guard less. So I think you need both. 
because they don't work for everything at the same time. There, certain hair demands a scissor cut. It doesn't react well to a razor. Some hair, as soon as you hit it with that blade, the cuticle just explodes and it becomes really catchy when you're trying to run your fingers through the hair. And it feels like you've just damaged the hair because the cuticle is raised and it's catching the other hair. It, that's the type of hair that demands a thinning scissor to get that softened effect that a razor will give. So, mm-hmm. yes. Was that was that thorough? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, too thorough. Definitely. And it's so perfect because I feel like it keeps leading into the next question. So the next question is going to be, do I actually have to change my razor every time I do a haircut? When you first start with the razor, right, you're, you're focusing on the entirety of the action that's happening. You're focused on, okay, Uh, holding the hair at a proper elevation, holding the razor angle at a certain angle of the 45 to get it to cut proper, getting my motion right. And I'm focused on all these things that keep me from being really in tune to all the subtlety that's happening with the razor. As you get better at it, you'll start to feel resistance from the razor. And that's it will be easier for you to know when you need to change the blade the more you use a razor. So sometimes I can make it through a haircut or two. Sometimes I can't make it through a entire haircut because the hair is just thick and the blade's dulling. They're not every blade that I get out of the cartridge is not equally sharp. There is subtlety between the blades. Like one blade I'll get and it's extremely sharp. The next blade is pretty sharp. The next blade is like like surgically sharp. So they're all going to be sharp when they come out, but the more you use it, the more you're able to fine tune your perception of what's actually happening when you're cutting the hair. And when that happens and when you get that skilled, it will irritate you and divide your attention from what you're doing. If I have to take the attention and focus on the tool, I'm not focused on what I'm cutting. I'm not focused on the task at hand. I'm focused on the application of the tool. And if it starts to pull my attention away from what I'm doing, then it irritates me and it's time to change a blade because it's starting to get dull and push. And that's how you tell. You hold the section out, you play, you apply the razor to the section with the motion, and it should be effortless that that hair is being cut. The minute that it starts pushing, then I have to put more force into it and it's taking more of my mental focus and to make that cut, that's when I need to, to change the blade. Mm-hmm. So, yes, but it depends on what you're doing. You know, yes, some hair requires you change the blade halfway through. Absolutely. Some hair requires, doesn't require, she, I can use a dull blade from three days ago because she's got four hairs on her head. You know, <laughs> no problem. But, yeah, it's it's depending upon the sensitivity of your, your hands when you're cutting and also the hair. The sharper the blade is, the less damage you're going to get. The duller the blade is is when you're going to start creating more blown cuticle and more damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, it, it makes me think of something that I have heard a lot throughout my career. Um, like when clients come in and they'll be like, I do not want my hair cut with a razor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I only want my hair cut with a scissor. Like yeah. what? How? what is your take on that? Like where do you feel on razor versus scissor? Like I said, some hair demands a scissor. You cannot get the, the hair does not react well when you cut it with a razor. Now, is this person that's in front of me in my chair telling me that they only want a scissor cut because 
their hair explodes when it hits a razor? Or do they just have a bad razor cut and they didn't like the way the last person did it? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, so it depends. And to me, it doesn't matter. I'm like, okay, fine, no problem. I can do it either way. Yeah. I can do it with a with a straight blade. Uh, I can do it with a straight scissor and then go through with thinning scissors and cut it. I've done whole haircuts, you know, with nothing but thinning scissors. And it gives it that razor type texture, mm-hmm. you know. So like a story I'll tell you about. When the last time I was in New York, went to the IBS beauty show and, and Hairbrained was doing a teach-in. And they put me on stage to do a haircut against DJ Muldoon. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to get up on stage with DJ Muldoon. And I know Mr. Sassoon, I know what he's going to do. Yeah. And I'm going to go up there and I'm going to do a straight scissor cut against Mr. Sassoon over here. I'm like, <laughs> no way, Jose. I'm not going to embarrass myself. Well, not in that situation. I embarrass myself a lot, but not there. So I got up and I did the whole haircut with nothing but thinning scissors. And it ended up being a razor type texture. And I think that that came out really, really well. I was very proud of that haircut. Yeah. Very proud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of it sometimes it takes a while and, and you have to go through a lot of education and experience, but you really can, if you know what you're doing, you can pretty much cut anything with anything. A, yeah, a razor, it's, it's just, thinning yeah. shears, scissors. Mm-hmm. It all depends upon how much effort is it going to take. Mm-hmm. You know, you could do it with toenail clippers. But it's going to take you a long time and it's not going to be easy and you're going to work yourself to the bone. But it can be done. Yeah. Should it be done? No, it shouldn't be done, but it can be. (laughs) Yeah, it should absolutely not be done ever. If anybody does a haircut, a whole one length ball with toenail clippers, I want to see that. Oh, no. Send me the link. I want to see that. (laughs) (laughs) I I will applaud. I'll send you dinner at Olive Garden. Or Red Lobster, your choice, baby. We'll keep it now. I need to know how many people slide into your DMs after this podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna turn it off. DMs closed. I ran out. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so continuing on the conversation, um, yeah. how many scissors and shears and razors and everything else should somebody have in their kit okay, when well, they're starting? Okay. When they're starting, they should have three and a razor. They need something small that's probably pretty nice, pretty sharp. They need something longer. Uh-huh. I would say small being less than six inch, Yeah. larger, six and a half to seven. I don't think you need yep. anything bigger than that. Something small, something large, and a, a soft pair of thinning scissors that removes 15 to 25% at the most. Mm-hmm. Probably around 20%, I think is a good good area. Something that's seamless that you can blend. And then a feather styling razor. I think with those four tools, you can cover 95% of everything that you'll never you'll ever need behind the chair. Okay. You'll have... You'll have the small scissor that will allow you to deal with very small, precise, clean sections and clean, solid work. The smaller scissor will force you to work with a smaller section that will enable you to build a more structured, perfect type of shape. A larger scissor lets you deal with larger, fatter, thicker sections of hair Mm -hmm. where maybe you just need to mow some hair off. 
Yeah. Um, you can certainly use thin scissors or small scissors on very thick hair. You're just going to work yourself to death. You can certainly use big scissors on very small detailed sections, mm-hmm. unless it's maybe a graduated bob where you're doing triangular graduation in the back. Then it's difficult uh, yeah. because you just can't get your your hands in the position that you need. So like in, in my in my drawer at, at work, I have eight pairs of scissors that I work with. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got something that runs about a 300 bucks. It's a five and a half inch. I, I'm using mostly Jatai scissors. Yeah. I, I have the five and a half inch for small, you know, just average work that in my hands, just regular haircuts. Mm-hmm. I have something that is small and really, really sharp. Like extremely sharp, uh-huh. they and I got those Kasho. What do they call them? They are the Damascus ones. Yeah, and and that's like when I need to do something super clean. Uh-huh. Uh, I have a longer, fatter pair of scissors from Zatai that runs maybe five hundred bucks that I'll use when I need to deal with large amounts of hair because the heavy the heaviness of the blade allows me to cut through it pretty quickly. Not mm-hmm. necessarily how sharp it is. It is sharp, but it's the fatness of the blade that allows me to cut it through. And then I have a pair of uh, the Mizutanis that I'll do uh, for point cutting that when I need to, to point some cut something that's very crisp. And then I'll have three pair of thinning scissors. Uh, I'll have uh, four pairs of thinning scissors. I'll have one that's ultra fine and uh, seamless. Mm-hmm. That's the one from... Mizutani. I have an average good middle of the road, which is the Jatai Tokyo that I think is the perfect middle of the road thinning scissor. It removes enough without removing too much. And it Mm -hmm. kind of walks that tightrope between blending and thinning, which is, I think, a good way to go. Then I'll have something that will flat remove hair. Like it will motor hair off when you're trying to thin it, when you're trying to get that really shredded, you know, something. Mm -hmm. And I'll usually do that just on the tips to point cut at it uh, and not cut it blunt. I'll point and not meaning perpendicular. I'll cut it at an angle. So it forces some movement in. And then I have an old school pair of barber thinning scissors that I got from my dad that I'll use when I need to do blending on the scalp if I'm doing a fade or something like that. And those are um, taper fines. I forget what the 4420s, I think. But they're super fine and old and rusty and carbon and cheap. But to get on the scalp, there's nothing better. So those are the eight that I use on a daily basis. I have a feather styling razor with a type R blade. And then I have a feather plie razor, which is the the guardless razor. Mm -hmm. And and those are all the tools that I use. Now. You don't need all that, but then I'm dealing with a broad variety of hair. And then that's 35 years of experience that I can feel the difference. And it's it's more for me making my job easier and quicker mm-hmm. than it is I need that to get the job done, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Absolutely. In my kit, I have four pairs of shears. And I, <clears throat> when I was behind the chair, because I am no longer, I mm. was doing primarily like scissor over comb, short haircuts, things like that, because that's what I loved. And so I have a pair of five inch Mizutanis, which probably ran about $800. I also have a pair of like standard thinning shears, which is about a 15 to 20% removal on them. Probably also about $800. 
I have a 10 inch pair <laughs> or no, Oof. they're not 10. They're not 10. Oof. They're nine. They're nine. They're oh, nine. Excuse inches. <laughs> me. Oh, I was going to be offended for a second. <laughs> I, cause I was ridiculous and I bought them in school yeah. because I was just like, mm-hmm. these are stupid and yeah. I want them. Oh yeah. Sometimes you just ran. need to put on a show. Yeah. yeah. They ran me a thousand dollars and I was in school. I had no money and I had no business buying these shears, but I was doing, and, and I continued to do a lot of scissor over comb. And that's what I practiced a lot. That's what I did a lot. That's what I enjoyed. Yeah. And so it let me just blow through those big old sections mm-hmm. with that yeah. giant blade. They were very expensive. And then my most favorite pair of shears that I own are a about two and a half inch blade pair of Mizutani's, <laughs> my detailing shears. Oh my gosh. Oh, I love them. And they're oh, so silly, but they're, they're so my useless. favorite. And I, you know, you clean up around the, the ears and like use them as like yeah. little detailers. They're so fun. And I love them. <laughs> And they were actually gifted to me. So I don't even know how much this costs. You know, I think that the what's best average type of scissor for someone to get started, five and a half inch that runs you 350 to 500 bucks max. Absolutely. Yeah. Six and a half, maybe six and three quarters. You don't need anything bigger than that. Six to six and three quarters. That's going to run you about the same price, 350 to 500. Mm -hmm. A good pair of thinning scissors will run you about 400 bucks. So, you know, for a little over a thousand, you got three, six, nine, yeah, 1200. You can have all your bases covered with scissors that you can use throughout your career. Like I have a ridiculous number of scissors. Uh-huh. I have one of those trifolds that the scissor guy that sells scissors comes in and shows off. I yeah. have that filled with scissors because I have like scissors I have inherited from my dad when he uh-huh. passed that I got and scissors that I've collected through the years. People say, hey, try these, try these, some that I bought. So I have a lot and a lot of them are very expensive. Uh-huh. Some like ridiculously expensive scissors, like thinking, oh, my God, who would actually spend this kind of money I could have a night out in Paris for, for one of these. That's including airfare, too. But, but the scissors that I use on the daily basis, the scissor I use the absolute most is the Tokyo scissor from Jatai. And it runs about $375. Yeah. I use that more than anything. And I have access to scissors that cost thousands of dollars. And that's the scissor I pick up. Yeah. Because that's the one for the job. That's what I need. I don't need super sharp. I'm not trying to cut Sassoon perfect on everybody. Sometimes I want a little built-in softness. And sometimes I don't want to cut my finger every time I open and close the blade just Mm -hmm. by touching it. You know, so you you don't need to spend a lot of money to have a really good scissor. Three fifty, four hundred, five hundred bucks. If you're judicious about the brands you buy. You can have a really, really good scissor that will last you a very long time. So I feel like that really like covers all the basis of like shears, scissors, razors. I have one last question for you. Oh Russell. Lord. Oh Lord. All yes. right. The great debate. <laughs> I know what it is already. I know you what it do. Is. You do. You yeah. know what's coming. Uh-huh. All right. Scissors or shears? Scissors. Why? You shear sheep. <laughs> You scissor I, hair. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say I, You know, that. I looked this up one time, and I think <laughs> technically a shear is, I think, a certain size, a certain size. and larger, like 12 yeah. inches or larger. Yeah. And then a scissor would be smaller than that. So 
Um, it doesn't matter to me. I mean, some people feel fancy saying sheer. Yeah. And some people feel hillbilly saying Caesar. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I'm hillbilly, so I'm saying Caesar. <laughs> I go back and forth. And I think yeah. a lot of times sheer slips out because, like, I feel like in school they, like, nailed it into yeah. your head. Like, Well, yeah, they're trying to make you a professional, mm-hmm. you know, and they don't have shears at home. They got freaking scissors, you know. So <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. The only thing that I would I would say avoid if you're if you're gonna go scissor shopping, the only thing I would say to avoid are those brightly colored yes. rainbow anodized like yes. cheap thirty five dollars scissors. You're gonna find avoid that. Agree, agree. Get get a reputable brand. There's plenty out there. Mm-hmm. Find something that fits your hand. You know, ask somebody that you know what you should get and make sure it's within your price range. And your price range within the first five years of your career is you shouldn't be spending more than 600 bucks on a pair of scissors, period. Uh, Yeah, agreed. Period. Because you don't need it. After Mm -hmm. that, it's just ego. When you got a $2,000 pair of scissors, it's not going to do anything that my $500 pair of scissors from Jatai Mm -hmm. is going to do. Yeah. I do have to say, though, my $800 pair of Mizutani's, like... Mm, Yeah, yeah. Those are worth every penny. Yeah. Truly, but, truly, but truly worth bit, every penny. A little bit further refined and, you know, more specialized. But when you're first starting, yeah. 600 bucks max, you don't yeah. need Yeah, don't spend any more than that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But don't probably don't go lower than like what? Two, three hundred bucks. Three hundred bucks. Yeah. Three to six, I think, is a good range for a scissor. Absolutely. I wouldn't go lower. I would just find, you know, the tool for the job that you need. Uh-huh. You know, and how do you know? You, you don't know. You just have to try and and see how it works. They have usually have a doll head there. If you're looking for a seamless scissor, take the hair off a doll head, close the blade with the hair in it. If you see a line, then don't get those. Get the ones that don't leave a line. You'll have to open and close it more to thin more, but then you won't have any lines. And so uh-huh. that's what I would look for first. Then if you need to get something that removes more hair, then then you know what you're looking for. Yeah. And if you're just really not sure feel free to slide into Russell's DMs. <laughs> you might win a red lobster gift certificate. <laughs> Probably not, but you, you can dream. You can dream big. <laughs> awesome. Well, I feel like this was some great information. I actually like thoroughly enjoyed talking about scissors and shears and razors and all of the things. And, yeah. All the um, things. <laughs> yeah. Always wonderful to see your face, Mr. Mays. Good to see you as well, Miss Annie. Thank you so much for having me as always. Of course. And I guess uh, leave us a review on Apple iTunes or on Spotify and on Google. What's I always get the word? Google Music? We are actually on all streaming podcast oh. platforms. All your all favorite podcast platform. Yes. Every Leave us a review. One. If you have a question, <laughs> send us a DM. Let us know what you'd like to see in the future. And uh, thanks for joining. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.